0: and I would almost run to the Black Dog Tavern on Tuesday night just to read one poem.
1: Really, how old were you then?
0: Oh, ooh, how old am I now? Let me see. <laughs> Radio, Radio Shack. 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 is still around. Oh, I'm some, I messed up, I'm messed <laughs> up <already. laughs> Radio Shack. Radio I used to Shack. have a beeper on my hip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this is Pod Hefmer. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is Pod <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Stevens. Today I am with Natty. Uh, poet um natasha um tell us tell me your full name because i always um yeah my full name your full name because there's a story in your full name right
0: Uh, there's a story in everything (laughs) see there you go you started already (laughs) my full name is natasha marie berber carisosa so um natasha means gift i'm named after my paternal Grandmother Natalia. Okay. And then Marie is something that is passed down from generation to generation. So it's my great grandmother Zadia Marie, my grandmother Florine Marie, my mother Elaine Marie, Mm. me Natasha Marie, and then my daughter Tatiana Marie. Wow. So yeah, there is a story.
1: Wow. It sounds, you've got uh, generations echoing even in your name. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing, amazing. I met you um, uh, a few years ago, actually through Kenneth Devon, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. who is a dear friend of both of ours, and uh, um, at an event that you were doing for um, some things that we were doing in the city around some kids that were incarcerated or um and Bolton gangs and um I just I fell in love with what you were doing and who you are as a person and and have gotten to know you through Marlon since that and an iconoclast and so it's an honor just to be able to talk to you today and to spend some time with you so yeah
0: thank so. you um yeah I remember that vividly mm. star of hope yeah you right. remember what I told you when I'm I first met you I said, you smell like New Mexico. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is a deep compliment,
0: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I
1: think I had patchouli on that day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's my—that's my mom. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's what uh, you told me. That's mm-hmm. my and my grandmother and grandfather and generations from New Mexico, mm-hmm. um, the
0: land of enchantment.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We scattered many ashes there mm. in that space, and so it's. Uh,
0: Can I leave now? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <History's going> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> I would love just to know.
1: Um, so, among other things, the way I've, I've experienced you has always been in this kind of poetic, prophetic um, um, tradition. That that, and when I've when I've been around you, as you've um, either been an Iconoclast and done uh, things there, um, I've just I've always been captivated by the way that you see the world, the way you understand pain and suffering within the world and your own place within not just that pain and suffering but the world and how you make sense of that which has always helped me make sense of my own mm-hmm. uh, and other people and so um uh, you have an amazing gift uh, and I just like to hear like where, where are you from and
0: wow. how'd you
1: get here and all that stuff
0: well, thank you for that I received that and reciprocated mm-hmm. um born and raised in Fort Worth Texas okay uh, I moved to Houston maybe about nine years ago, everything is still a Google map for me (laughs) driving around here, but uh, yeah, it was me, my four brothers, my black mother, and my Mexican father. Hmm. So they're the stories again. Poverty, saw a lot of things, searching for belonging, and I wrote my first poem in the fifth grade. Really? Yeah, I was a, can I say little white girl? There was a little white girl in my class named Amy. And she wrote a poem. True story, I said, I wanna do that. If she can do it, I can do it. Uh And I wrote the poem and I ran home, took it to my mom and said, Mom, I wrote a poem. She said, your father writes poems. I said, Daddy writes poems? (laughs) Daddy can barely speak English. Daddy is a roofer. Daddy writes poems? She said, no, your real father. Yeah. Plot twist. She said, your real father writes poems. I know he had the same last name as me. I knew I'd heard he was a poet and a painter. um, But other than that, I didn't really know much about him. I had this Garisosa last name that people thought didn't belong to this black, brown girl from the south side. And so I just would write. Sixth grade, seventh grade, high school. And trying to connect with something. And then and became a single mother. Hmm. So I saw a lot, and I would still write. And I used to have poetry readings downtown Fort Worth at this place called the Black Dog Tavern. <laughs> so I would work at Radio Shack, eight to five, 5.30 to nine ten. 10, Pier One around the corner, and I would almost run to the Black Dog Tavern on Tuesday night just to read one poem.
1: Really, how old were you then?
0: Uh, Ooh, how old am I now? Let me see. Radio Shack, <clears throat> Radio Shack. Shack. Shack is still around. Oh, I'm so, the, I messed up. I'm messed the, up the, the, Radio Shack. Radio Shack. I used Shack. to have a beeper on my hip. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Wikipedia, 80, that folks. Right? <laughs> Ooh, that was. Um, I'm I'm 47, I think. 40, yeah. I'm serious. I'm 47. Yeah, I was 26. Okay. 20, 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Long time. Wow. Do
1: you remember your first poem?
0: Yeah, I do. Why do you ask me that? <laughs> can, <laughs> so, I, can we hear it? <laughs> no, I, don't, no? <laughs> I don't memorize that. But uh, what, you know, sometimes it's, when someone asked me about like the first poem, I instantly hear music in my head and that's why I started laughing because I used to have this, uh, I'm Uh. dating myself again, used to have this uh, hip hop group called Houdini. Oh yeah. And uh, he had a (laughs) song called Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, (laughs) Ones we can. So anyway, that is the song that I wrote my first poem to. Wow. In the fifth grade. You know why I wrote it? Why? Because I didn't have no friends. (laughs) 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 So <laughs> <laughs> There's that sense of belonging yes. again. I'm like, they won't be my friend in real life. They're gonna be my friend on the page.
1: You got to write yourself into friendships, don't <laughs> you, you? Do man, don't sometimes. you? That's funny. Mm-hmm. So, so from there and and kind of going through school, um, um, did you did you realize and like when did you realize you you wanted to write, had to write, needed to write?
0: Ooh. Man. Um. I think it was just like if spirit carrying me. It was just something that was there, that that's where my joy was. Even when I was full of sorrow, I was still joyful. And I read, I forgot who who it was. I don't know if it was, uh, no, I know who it was it's from letters to a young poet yeah somebody yes yeah Renee Rilke yes somebody had given me Mm. letters to a young poet Mm -hmm. and that was around you know my mid-20s and I'd read something in one of the letters where he was writing and said like go inside yourself Mm. and see if like whatever that thing is commands you to write and if Mm. you would die if you couldn't and that was the first time that I saw on paper like yes this is how I feel, hmm. you know, for 20 years, wandering in the wilderness or wherever I was, I saw someone had written down what I felt. Hmm. And from there, it was just like, there, there was nothing else.
1: Yeah. So, um, so you started writing at that point or? No,
0: no, I, it's, didn't I tell you I wrote my poem in the fifth grade? <laughs> no, and I wrote, you know, all through my teenage years, I wrote through the years, I, I've always been writing. Okay. Always been writing. Um, There was a time that I disappeared for two years, Hmm. you know, from the poetry scene in Fort Worth, Um, and that was like. A matter of fact, I went to New Mexico, for the National Poetry Slam. It was two thousand and three, and I was like, I don't, I like this, but I don't like it. I don't like the judgment. I don't like this. I don't like that. Um, And then I just stopped. I disappeared for two years. After, uh, no, it was 2005, mentira. And then 2007 is when I came back. But um, I was still writing, I just wasn't like sharing. Mm. Uh, A kid asked me recently, What would you be if it was, you know, what else would you be if it wasn't for, you know, poetry or a poet? And I said, Nothing. (laughs) There's nothing else. Mm
1: something of essence and essentialness
0: yeah i i i it's it is me yeah there's i don't know how to explain it yeah i really don't i mean i know i physically write poems i perform poems but it is me it's me Hmm. so let me ask this and i've
1: asked you this before but um i want on it on recording. <laughs> where does a poem start inside of you? Like when you are writing, does um, it does it start with? Is it musical? Is it start with a beat? Does it start? Where does it start with an itch? <laughs> you know, wh- where does it start?
0: It starts. It starts with God.
2: Hmm.
0: It starts with God. Tell me about that. God say okay, it's time, Mm. you know what you gotta do. And I don't talk about this to everybody, Mm. but it feels, I get this feeling. It feels like I'm gonna, God is saying, okay, you're gonna walk into this tornado, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna spin, you're gonna be wherever I am, wherever you go, and while you're in there, you're going to write and then you're gonna walk out, and then you're gonna share it with the world. Hmm. Now, all of the poems that I write, they come from different places. I wrote a poem 20 years ago about a kid, a story I saw a kid's face in the paper. His name was Fahim Williams. And I was on my way to the black dog, and I said, this little boy looked like my daughter. I was on my way out the door And I had to stop and sit and write Hmm. and I wrote that poem after I disappeared for those two years I felt like Rip Van Winkle been asleep for a hundred years at the foot of a tree I was like I have this habit of playing hide and seek with myself and it just comes my I I woke up I've been working on this book for six years Mm -hmm. and my husband said I get this look on my face got up Felt something. Walked outside. Came back. I get heavy when I get light. It just comes. It just comes, and I have to sit with it.
1: Wow, is is that a place that you like? <laughs> um, is, you endure, like, like you know? Ooh. Does that like What is it like for you to I'm be in that space?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm getting chilled now. Um, endure is a good word. Uh, it is, is like nothing else that I experience mm. in my everyday living. It's like nothing else. Um, I don't know how to describe it, It's, it's like enduring but also witnessing like, bearing... Bearing witness. Bearing witness. Like, seeing it, feeling it, mm-hmm. carrying it. Bearing, yeah. Mm. I, I don't know how else to describe mm. it.
1: Um, When I listen to your poetry, there are these... It, it feels to me, from an outsider looking in, that you are wrestling with different <laughs> parts of yourself. Um, and... Um, And on every level, whether that's your, you know, um, kind of the Mm biracialness of even your name, the story of your name, whether that's your, um, you know, things of of your past you're trying to make sense of. And I've often found myself um, found within that your poetry and and within your writing, having um, felt listened to and also maybe a way forward in my own healing. Um, and so I'm wondering, like, like, I, I just want, I want to say thank you for that because I, I, and I want to talk about, you know, how folks can get your book and poetry and all those other things, but, but at the same time, like that's, um, that's deep work. Like it feels like in some ways, um, there's a spiritual, um, direct direction and on, in some ways poets have been spiritual directors for me and you do that. Can you talk about that? that bringing together those parts of you and how that happens, if you can?
0: I'll try. Um, It was something you said a little while ago about like being two things, you know. Hmm. uh, Dichotomy was uh, a word I learned in first grade. (laughs) Miss Bodak's class. In first grade.
1: You didn't go to my (laughs) elementary school.
0: (laughs) But my mom was working at a second-hand store in Fort Worth called the DAV. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I was running again as they were running. Um, Ran to the store and told her about this word dichotomy and she paraded me around the store and I felt proud to know something, Mm -hmm. to know a word like that and what it meant. And the exercise in class was something about with these oranges and these seeds. And I identified in first grade with that orange and those seeds and I had a conversation as an adult. This uh, I'm dating myself again. This band <laughs> gave me this CD, a compact disc. He was like, "Natty, I want you to listen to this music."
1: Because they gave all their eight yeah, tracks right, away right. already. Right, Cassette.
0: <laughs> so I was, you know, was by myself listening to the CD, and he was like, "Which track do you like?" I said, "Oh, well, I like this one." And he said, "I find it strange that that's the most righteous song hmm. on the album," and he told me. He said, Natty, because you are who you are, you will always be divided. And I said, what do you mean? He said, because of your mommy and your daddy. And when I sit with the Most High and I write, God is has already planted the seed in me. I don't even know when it was planted. Hmm. The words, they come, the spirit comes, uh, the music is there, the memories, uh, all of that. It's, it's like I'm always divided and I'm always my, my mind, my spirit, my body, my humanity, my whatever it is, It's it feels like a, I keep talking about the wilderness because I, I <laughs> I just need to go on and do the poem. Yes, would you? I just need to go on. on and do the poem. Come on. I need to stop looking at you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they're my eyes. <laughs> so it's happening to me now. I already knew when we sat on the couch before we even started, like. But it's like, okay. Natty walked through the tornado. Do what I tell you to do. Heavy light. Hmm. I get heavy when I get light. Some days like today, I wake up crying. My people went to bed crying. I am a wishing well, a basket full of burnt offering. I am an altar boy with a story to tell a runaway slave, no lamb for the slaughtering. I live to loose chains. I love to walk through pain, yours and mine. I am a middleman prayer line. You talk to me and I talk to God. He says no, I nod. He says go, I trod through the valley of shadows, fearing no evil because he walks with me, setting fire to sound because you talk like me. I get heavy. When I get light, it has always been so, a life full of shots fired, one in the chamber, a one-winged bird living on a prayer, so we take flight so. It has always been black sheep and branches, a desire to lead the flock and chase the wind, to go out on a limb, to run from the wolves and live like a lion, so we roar so. It has always been So back of the grocery store bum, with a bottle full of hope and a handful of rum, we refuse to beg for change, so we just wait on it to come. There is a growling in our bellies and a howling in our mouths, so we madman babble while we burn Babylonso. I get heavy when I get light. Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. I heard him say, you are the people and the people are the church. We are a church full of pimps and prostitutes, mm. has and have-nots, the rich dreams of the destitute, the salty tears of Lot. Brothers like Cain and Abel, keepers of dreams like Cain and Abel, just like Jacob wrestling with an angel, begging God to give me all the light that he got so I can give it to my people, cause you think he forgot i refuse to lose you because you all that i got you are me and me is he we all we need we all we got i get heavy when i get light love is a lesson the burden is a blessing without mess there is no message you got to get heavy to get the light why you make me do that? Why you make me do that? How do you do that? <laughs> nice. I, you know, that... It has always been a life full of shots fired. like mm-hmm. Poverty, mm-hmm. lights cut off, yeah. food stamps, single mothers, you know, mental health issues. Like right. That's what I'm trying to say. It's always been this. It's always but a desire to leave the flock. Yeah. and chase the wind. Right. Uh, the back of the grocery store bum, that was my grandfather. Mm. Yeah. That I don't talk about. But I used to go to the store, and as a kid, like four years old, he would be behind the Worth grocery store, behind the DAV where my mom worked. So my world was very small as a child. And he'd be back there with his bottle full of something but he was the first person that I ever showed my my poetry to. Mm. Uh, and as I have gotten older, I understand things a little bit differently.
1: Mm. Mm. It's interesting to me that, um, like that poem, there is struggle and pain, and then there's hope in the midst of that. Your, the, the the sense in which I get with with a lot of your writing is that not that you're making it to a place and you'll be okay but that you're wrestling with these things within your very soul and it's the wrestling that makes it okay
0: yeah um yes it's the wrestling that makes it okay mm -hmm. wrestling with an angel begging god to give me all the light that he got (laughs) i was not raised in church i was not raised in church i used to be so mad at my mama because she didn't take us to church huh i went to church because my aunt, her name is Angela, but we call her Haji, she's four years older than me. She's like a big sister. Uh She used to babysit for this Mexican family, and they used to go to church on Sundays, a Catholic church, St. Mary's on Hemp Hill. And I was like, that's down the street from my house. I think I was like maybe 11, Mm -hmm. between 11 and 13 maybe. And because she told me about this place, what it looked like What it felt like What it sounded like I was like I'm going to go there So I used to get up On Sundays By myself At this age With the same Little blue dress Every week Dress how I thought You're supposed to dress When you go to church mm-hmm. And I would just Go sit in the church I didn't understand Nothing they were saying If I missed the English and, uh, The English uh, Mass I would go in Spanish And just sit there Wow I would just i don't know what i was doing i would just sit there i was like is this where god is wow
1: so so that spiritual hunger for you has been there since you can remember or it has always been there it's needed a name and a journey
0: i don't know that's a good question Mm. i don't talk about these things Mm. to everybody i'm gonna be like she's crazy (laughs) i knew she was crazy (laughs) yeah but i you know those are yeah, I guess so. You know. Wa- you know, wondering and wondering about. All this can't be for nothing. Mm. It just. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said when I was writing like fifty, sixty poems for this book, I was like, "All this can't be for yeah. nothing." Yeah. I believe that. So you,
1: you you work with kids and students all over really the the state and the country, um, and. the a lot of the kids that you work with are freighted with um um burdens that when i look at them think i think it's it's too much poverty is too much crappy school systems too much um not having economic kind of um um ability to to make decisions you know um what is, what compels you to those spaces? Um, and that's not all there is there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's, no, that's yeah. a very, that's, that's mm-hmm. not all there is There's in those a lot of it environments. Though. But that's, mm-hmm. you're walking into mm-hmm. to, to those, those spaces. What compels you to continue to bear witness to that space rather than to talk about that space in your rearview mirror? <laughs> mm-hmm. But that is a space that continues to be a, a place that you... You find yourself.
0: It's the tornado again. Hmm. You know, I know, I know my, I'm pretty clear on my purpose. Huh. Um, but I am those kids. Yeah. And I want to show them there is something else. It might not be poetry, it might not be being a writer or a performer or any of the things that you see me as, but there is something else. Hmm. There is something greater. Uh, last week I was uh, in, a, in a space at a church here in Houston, and um, I start with these little sticky notes because it takes the sting out of writing. And I ask them questions, I tell them about me. And the things they write are so profound in this church on one of those sticky notes one of the kids questions was why does my brother call me gay yesterday in san antonio uh, a student wrote on a sticky note he drew some water and two figures in the water drowning and said something about depression and helping one another. That's oh. on a sticky note.
1: How old is this kid?
0: That was middle school Wow. yesterday and middle school last week uh, in Colorado earlier this week in college age kids or students. Um, they talked about uh, social anxiety, mm-hmm. COVID. Yes things that COVID has taken from me. Um, and I ask them, what is it that has, you know, made you feel like this? I put my hand on my mouth, or this? And they just share. They share because I share. Yes, And I think I just don't want them kids to feel like they're alone. Yeah. Yes, yes, poverty, yes, mental health, yes, identity, all of these things and you were talking about, you know, you think it is too much. It's not too much. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It wasn't too much for me. Mm-mm. That's what I try to.
1: And maybe that's it. Maybe um, there's a th- there's something that I've always wrestled with, which is if if there's going to be a time in my life, if I do it all right and I get it all together, I won't have problems. <laughs> Right. Does that make sense? Or is that. I don't know if that's a Disney film. I got stuck inside of me when I was a kid or that's some what kind it, of Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's way, <laughs> or if it's some kind of crazy spirituality, that's really about performance. But one of the things I've loved about your poetry and other poets in, um, and kind of the middle passage of my life is to realize that that's a, that one, it's a mirage. And when we sell it to our children, we're selling them a future that does not exist. And because of that poetry, Mm -hmm. right? Poetry then becomes a place where we can in some ways hold these things that will never not be together.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Trauma, And grief and pain. And also, I don't know what that other thing is. Maybe just writing about Mm -hmm. it is the other thing, right? Um, This question of why and the question of presence, you know, whatever those things are held together. But we, your poetry does that in a way that says the promised land isn't without pain and suffering. Mm -mm. It's that those, the lion and the lamb are -hmm. laying down together. Yep they making peace with each other.
0: That's, I, yes. Yes, to all of that. Yes. There's pain, there's trauma there, but there's also beauty. Yes. There's also okay. mountains and okay. clouds and birds that sing every morning. Mm. they say, I made it through the night. Yeah. There's so much beauty. Um, uh, Khalil Gibran said the things that bring us joy are the same things that bring us sorrow
2: mm.
0: and the peace. Oh, here you go. You got me talking Mm. (laughs) the peace that surpasses all understanding. For me, I think that's something that I, I'm willing to walk for. Mm. I'm willing to just a drop of water. I'm willing to do those things in whatever capacity I can.
2: Mm.
1: Wow. So the spirituality of your, of your poetry, um, what's the basis of that in your own life?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know he's I don't because here's
1: a girl that's walking in a blue dress going to a church <laughs> and she didn't even know what they're saying half the time. But you're compelled, I right? Don't know. And then you show up at churches occasionally and do stuff. And you're but but there's uh, and, but that all of your poetry mm. bears witness to
0: some other presents too yeah i I don't know i really don't know um shoot i don't know i just be going places and doing stuff (laughs) see i was looking for another poem go but this one just popped up (laughs) this one just popped up i was looking for something else but this one came beauty is ugly Uh, i like this we want to be god god We clamor for control over things we did not create, things like other people, their lives. We have and give unwarranted opinions about their journey, their decisions, their depressions, their money problems, the way they should raise their children, their houses, their mishaps, mistakes, their joys, their successes, their education, their laughter, their sad faces, the way they should spend their money and days. They should go to church. They should not stand for that. They should not weep the way they think. The mud, the seep, the red eyes, no sleep. They should not swallow pills to hide pain. They should not drink. They should pay their bills on time, their relationships. They are struggling. They should not be this way. They should not act like that, be like that. If only they didn't consider they should not hide the way they worship. They should be themselves. Beauty is first, ugly. God. God loves me. They should not question the most high of all things. This is not them. They. There. There. This is us. Me. Here. I said, we want to be God. God. I meant, I want to be God, God. I think they say misery loves company. This is why they, I mean me, craves altar. Maybe this is why they, I mean me, has this incessant need to confess. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is why they, I mean me, plays slave to imagined obligation, God daughter. Can God, they can't see me. I drown, drink, mend, cannot mind my own business rather than look at them than see me i battle scars stars galaxies galatians 3 3 ephemeral ephesians 3, 3 i revel reveal revelations 5 5 i am no lion there is no food only famine on my spinning offering plates who am i i am everything but god god I am nothing but God. God. I am backwards. I am glory. But gate. Some days I swing. <laughs> so you got me reading the exclusive stuff. Ugh. Talk to me about that. I can't remember when I wrote <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do remember when I wrote that. I was in the back porch. I got a. I just was, you know, in that tornado. Like, I, you know, I think part of it was um, social media. Yeah. I think that was something that sparked me. Like these images, this this beauty, you know, this these screenshots, this filters, this all of this stuff. Like, am I looking at what I? Mm. And then we don't post. You know. Was really no, no. You got to look at my vacation. Look where I'm at. Look at my new clothes. I'm doing this for the kids, right? Yeah. Um, and I was like, beauty is ugly. Yeah. And I was like, 'Cause on you know, social media, everybody is a motivational speaker. They gurus. They we, you know. And I keep saying, see, so see, I'm doing that. Yeah. They, they, they. But it's me. It's me too. They should mind their own business, they should do this, they should yeah. go to church, they should. And then I was like, no, look at yourself.
2: Mm.
0: Look at, turn it, look at you, mm. you're a hypocrite. <laughs> I wanna be God. I wanna fix everything. Yeah. I wanna stop the suffering, I wanna stop the bleeding, I wanna stop the pain, I wanna be a savior. I wanna save everybody. I wanna pay my brothers like Bill. I want to cash out this person, something. I want to surprise some, I want to bless somebody. Mm. And meanwhile I'm sitting there like, what, how much is my life bill?
2: <laughs> right.
0: Hmm. When am i gonna get some more money, I gotta go back out there and work. I'm human. And these are the, these are my, this is the way my mind thinking and some days like, I was listening to Radiohead. <laughs> and you got a song, uh Spinning plates, I can hear it in my head now, but I was thinking about turntables, spinning plates, Mm -hmm. and I was also thinking about offering plates, Mm. circles, and just different things, and that's how it came out.
1: Mm. Beautiful. I, I heard in that also, this, the projection that we often do when, when we're talking about them, 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 that we're confessing our own sins, Right. Uh, yes you know and that how often our world gets divided um um because i'm confessing my own sin but projecting it onto other people you know um
0: that's a, that's yeah. it yeah hmm. so you made me i feel like i wrote something now because it says this incessant need to yeah. confess yeah to me poetry feels like that too
2: mm. Mm.
1: i'm mm. not
0: lost on that
2: yeah right mm.
1: Can you talk a little bit about, and I'd love to hear some, do you have a poem around your family? Um, either the family. Family? What's that, family? Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whichever family you want to talk about. <laughs> but wow. you've done, you, I've heard you do poetry around kind of your family of upbringing mm-hmm. um, and, and, and your grandmother and <laughs> some of those things that are those ancestral kind of echoes inside of you. Um, but I've also, yeah, so.
0: In my book that will one day be published, maybe Mm. in the next 10 years, Heavy Light, um, one of the chambers, there's four chambers like of my heart. Mm. One of them is Pinyon Temple. Look at you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Tuning for it. Speak more. (laughs) Pray tell. (laughs) Pray Uh, tell. The muses Mm. are my mother and my grandmother, Mm -hmm. they are ancestors now. They are with me always. Yes. So I was trying to honor them. I was in New Mexico, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd walked out of the hotel, and I smelled something,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I, I went over to the, um, what do you call it, the valet, mm-hmm. guys. I said, "What is that?" Mm. And they said, pinon. Pinyon. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. It, it's distinct. Yeah. You know, and it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now watch this. Come on. Turned to smell, made a fire, no better, cannot help nor keep myself from pinion and sage, our seashell. They are not here, Samira. Burn returning, hell hath no fury, Florine. My grandmother was born and raised in Arizona. Land of pinyon, without a sense of smell. As her first grandchild, she made me inhale everything. My mother was born and raised in Arizona. Land of pinyon, without a sense of father. As her first child, she made me exhale God. Me? was born and raised in Texas, land of where Pinyon landed, with a sense of desert spirit. As a child of everything, I am nothing. Grandmother, mother, ash, God, everywhere, 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 Pinyon, sage. The lines are four, four lines, four lines, four. Okay. But it's very deliberate. Hmm. Um, and uh, sometimes when I write, this line will go with the above and below line. Okay. So it's, it's one of those poems that you might have to, you know, yeah. see it. But I wrote that to, uh, there's a cellist. Named Sheku, Sheku Kane Mason, and he has this song. You got to hear it. It's okay. called Aboda, okay, God's Worship. Mm. So I, I was gone. That's playing in my head, and I'm land of yeah. where Pinyon landed. That's beautiful. Thank you.
1: Um, the one of those lines is he made me breathe out God.
0: Yeah, my mom made me exhale God. Exhale
1: God. Talk about yeah. that. What's what's
0: Remember, I tell you, I was mad at my mama for not (laughs) Mm. for not raising me in church. You know, uh, but now that I, you know, now that I'm older and I think about it, like, to me, there is religion, and then there is spirit. Yes, and so, uh, you know, the divine within us all. You know, like Mm. my living experience, my stories, my mother, my grandmother, my the maries the mm-hmm. poverty the dav the all that made me exhale god inspirare mm. the breath of god inspiration so even as i speak and i read this poem i am exhaling god uh, that's what the uh, that's uh, what i was trying to express yeah, yeah. and uh my So I was saying, like my grandmother made me inhale everything. My mother made me exhale God. My grandmother, she literally was born without a sense of smell. So as when I was little, she made me smell everything: Mm. perfumes, soaps, food, all (laughs) of this. Like so, my sense, you know. So that's why um, the piñon and the sage and the smells Mm. mean something to me. I think that's why I said. You know, when I first met you, you smell like New Mexico. Yeah, a yeah. keen sense.
1: Yeah. That's so funny. I uh, I get a quart of uh, pinon every year and I burn it uh, in my backyard in my little outdoor fireplace, little solo. I'm thing. coming to your house just because I need to be around that smell. Yes, and there's something about like ancestors, like so. So being born. Like in a in a really white dominant culture kind of Christian, what? you was born. I, no. I, no, I Hate to break this to you, Natty. I'm a white dude. Um, <laughs> that one of the things that that uh, has, was lost somewhat was this idea that our ancestors are always with us and in us mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and so um, it wasn't until my mom died mm. and um can
0: i leave now yeah
1: and i think you and i talked about this yes. one time when I, when I went and saw my catholic spiritual director who said well why don't you get coffee with your mom she'd been dead hmm. 10 years You know, and, and I made a joke with her about, well, she's been dead for 10 years. And, and, and she said, you know, you Protestants are a lot more caught up with that stuff than we are, Mm. you know? And basically her invitation was to acknowledge, you know, this woman's continual presence in my life and bear witness to that and access that in a way that really is helpful for the way that I live my life. Right. Um, and so since then I've had coffee with my mom a bunch here, Yes. Yes, they we are, are here. And even scripture bears witness to that, right?
0: Tell me about it.
1: Well, Hebrew says that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so then it says, because of that, mm. because our ancestors are all around us, we can run the race with endurance. Right?
0: Endure. That Endure.
1: Word. Right. We can be on this journey with endurance. We can bear witness to both the pain and the joy right but if i'm a atomized individual trying to suck it up and do the best mm-hmm. i can alone dear lord mm-hmm. and i think that's why partly why your poetry and who you are i am you know, we're drawn to that because you give us a window into a way that is more excellent
0: thank you that makes me feel something that I'm like, no, I don't you know, I don't know what that is.
2: Hmm.
0: But I'm trying to do better.
2: Hmm.
0: Trying to do better.
1: Hmm. Who um who are you reading Nobody, or no <laughs> What art are you lo- looking at Or what TV shows are you watching Or what music are you listening to Right now that, Not ones that you think you have to tell us mm. The ones you're actually right. Like, so if it's like, you know, Brothers, Tell us about stepbrothers Did you it's, touch <laughs> my
0: drum set?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what is like What's giving you life right now?
0: <laughs> uh, sweet, what's giving me life That's why I tell the kids It's uh. just like that Because they say, oh, that gave me life mm. That gave me life I said, okay, it's power net. In that. Inspirare. Right. Yeah. Inspire the things. Yeah. I know that I can't geez. anyway. So what am I watching? Um I have Love and Hip Hop Atlanta recorded. All right. All right. I have uh, The House of the Dragons. You know that? No. From Game of Thrones? Okay. Look, I've been telling everything. You gotta be confessing. I was waiting for it. I recorded three episodes, <laughs> brother. Do you like it? Look, I was waiting for. It. I've been working so hard. I was like, okay, I'm saving this. Mm-hmm. I got in bed, push, push, play, and it was all in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad at myself. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> um, I I do watch TV. I've usually watched cooking shows and stuff like that. But I listen to a lot of music.
2: Yeah, what you? A lot to?
0: of music. Oh, ooh, you might not know this one. But um there is a a hip hop producer, his name is DJ Khaled. He's got oh, yeah. bad words. Yeah, yeah, He's DJ got bad Khaled. words now. Yeah. Well. But he does have this uh album that came out called God Did. Every I mean, I like, guess got some bad words on it. Okay, okay. But the storytelling is phenomenal. And the thread is God did. God mm. did. He said, I'm a witness. And then he says some other words that rhyme with witness and he can't talk about that. <laughs> Uh listen to that. Uh, my go to oh midnight is okay. a uh a, a reggae, I love reggae. Okay. That's that's my wheelhouse. All right. That's my ministry.
1: Is is reggae, is reggae. Okay.
0: Reggae. Uh Midnight. I'm listening to Midnight. There's a song called Reverency. Okay. That I just is on repeat. I don't know what I'm gonna write to it, but but it's it's there. But it's there. Mhm. Um, and then, you know, the work with the kids. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'm tired. Yeah, I'm having back pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got to get on this plane. But when I see the kids, like, there's my fire. Yeah. That's my water, too.
1: That's awesome.
0: What you listening to? Wow.
1: Um, so I, I've been throwing back a little. Um, I've been listening to some Mumford and Son lately. Um, some, some of their older stuff that I just, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. There's a song called Beloved Mm -hmm. uh, that I've got on repeat um, that just, you know, in some ways I listen to music that returns me to myself or takes me out of myself, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, you know, I'll, I'll listen to music that will remind me of the things I often forget and need to be reminded of, which is to be present and to... You know that I'm loved those kind of you know that and who I want to be as a dad and mm-hmm. as a father mainly you know um and uh so listen some radiohead because my my son just discovered radiohead just now which yeah like within the last couple of months oh, which wow. he's a 14 15 year old mm-hmm. which makes me he's like dad do you know and I'm like, he's you discovering all these... You m- no. can't be
0: too excited. Right? You know? No. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, huh.
1: <laughs> Tell me, which songs you listen to? So now on, this, on the way to school, he's entered, reintroducing me to Radiohead. Yes. You know, and, and, uh, and uh, yeah. So Have
0: you ever seen uh, the new Basement Tapes? No. Yeah,
1: you need to watch
0: Good. that. Yes. It's mm-hmm. like these uh, different musicians, Mumford & Sons, yeah. Rianne R- Rian Giddens or something, just Elvis Costello. Yeah, yeah. They um, find bob dylan's lyrics in a drawer in an old house and they try to um interpret his handwriting and finish these songs mm. it's a very good very good documentary you're gonna love it
1: that's awesome okay i'll watch it so um to close is there um is close? There, i know it is, uh, <laughs> this is gonna be part one of 18 part series one, Maddie. <laughs> um is there is there a poem that's been sitting with you lately that um you want to leave us with or
0: um why well, i pulled this up earlier and i wrote it in march 23rd of 2015.
2: Hmm.
0: poor people in clouds poor people pour themselves into the ground like sky when it rains, one drop at a time. When tears escape face and question answer's mouth, why do the clouds hang above my head so? How do they know who to touch and who to leave dry? Who grows without water? Who can overcome shadow? Not I, for I am a poor people. Can a camel walk through the eye of the needle? To whom is richness granted? Living water chooses its own vessel, just as a seed cannot choose where it is planted. Yet it is possible for pauper to become prince, Hmm. and prince to become king, if he knows the ground is the beginning of all things. Poor people pour themselves into the ground like holy libations, seeping like blood and sand from the hand of the Most High. I am a poor people, and poor people cry with a nation of jewels dripping from my eyes. (laughs) I was just like, which one? I didn't even know what the poem said, but I was obedient. Mm thank you thank you for being obedient don't send me no more emails. <laughs> I'll be there I'll be there
1: so folks want to um, listen to you watch you um, be mm-hmm. mentored by you in your words and books how, how do we get a hold of you? How do we follow you? Call
0: you? And okay, yeah, you, you right. <laughs> I, I will. I will.
1: I am your agent right? now. I would love that. That would be. A, I'd take that on in the heart.
0: Natty, you got vacation Bible <laughs> school at ten o'clock. I have you lined <laughs> out. <laughs> um, I am on social media. Okay. Natty poet. N a t t y p o e t. I started doing these little TikToks yeah. too. Oh, good. Um, my my book crown is out there but you can find it on amazon okay um you know just put in natty poet and you can find me good i'll answer
1: good thanks for uh thanks for being here and for doing what you do in the world and just being who you are you're a gift to us all well i'm matt russell i'm natty (laughs) and this is pod have mercy
0: pod have mercy